All right, Dax, another off-season is upon us. What's the toughest part about being a journeyman in a new city? Well, Gordo, you know this as well as I do. Being a journeyman in a new city or a city that you're staying in is always difficult. The uncertainty of the future. Are you going to stay? Are you going to go somewhere else? Back in 2020 with Nashville SC, when we had a brand new team, everyone coming to a new city, there was only one person that we trusted to get our real estate needs done. And that's Erin Mishu with Fikes Realty Group. She made everything perfect, flawless, seamless. We had absolutely no issues getting into our house here in Nashville. And all my teammates felt the same way. You can check Aaron out at majorleague-realestate.com. Back live, Major League Journeyman in tow with a special guest here. Uh, resume, at this point, probably trumping all three of ours combined outside of uh, maybe the championships. But Zim, you are Defender of the Year, what feels like perennially now. All-star, best 11, national team. It's It's been fun to watch your career kind of grow and, and obviously progress um, from jumping onto the scene as a young player, obviously influential in a significant position at the center back spot that I feel like we've talked an awful lot about, um, you know, Americans in that position. And I think something that, you know, Gordon and I were chatting about this a little bit, not that you are, you are certainly not Omar Gonzalez, but Omar Gonzalez was one of those players prior to you that kind of reset the standard in MLS. You know, he was, he was, I think, granted a lot of responsibility from Bruce and kind of watching you kind of take on some of this stuff within responsibility within the national team and within the clubs that you're, you know, you're captaining, um, you know, now at Nashville, I think we see a lot of similarities. Does, you know, just starting off there as you head into what year is this for you, by the way, you're 12. Year twelve, year twelve. Oh. Um, do you are you feeling a different weight of responsibility within kind of that space? You know, not really. I think the past few years have kind of been similar to this year in that, like, there is an increased responsibility because of the success. And I think honestly, with Nashville, ever since I got here, with you know Dax, you know, and he welcomed me in with open, loving arms as a roommate that first year. Um, just the expectation of like, I need to perform like this team traded for me. They spent a lot of money to get me. I need to uphold my end of the bargain. And so just setting that expectation for myself, you know, Gary has been great in terms of responsibility that he gives to, you know, older players, veteran players. Um, There's a lot of freedom there to do things on the field. Um, And so that's been a big part of, you know, my success the past couple of years. How does that translate? Sorry, you meant I just need to clarify. You meant that in a good way, right? Like he's no, he's obviously no Omar Gonzalez. You meant I I tried to say it in that way. It it sounded terrible. (laughs) It sounded terrible. I know what you meant, but that sounded awful. I know you're just saying, I know you're Walker and he's Omar, but it sounded bad. I just wanted to clarify for for the listeners. Well, I appreciate you clarifying. No, No disrespect to Omar. I mean, what a legend. Also, his cooking his all. cooking game is uh, it's a great follow on Instagram if you want to follow Omar for Gonzalez. It is fire. What's better? Is, is, is cooking game or is, is coffee? Yeah. More technology and trinkets in the kitchen than any human I think I've ever seen. Actually, I think that, cue, that cue caller is going to start cooking some food soon. Watch out. <laughs> Program that thing in his neck. Yeah. It's going to start chewing his food for him, I think. The... Um, Getting back to that, though, because Omar also, I think, played a pretty significant role on the national team. Have you felt that as well as kind of your responsibility has elevated within that space? 
Yeah, I think uh, for me with the national team, like this is year, I guess my first camp was uh, January of 2017. And this is the first January camp that I didn't go to. I was kind of rehabbing my Achilles. So seven years straight of a Jan camp. And just the difference of like coming in kind of with that old guard, going under that transition uh, from, you know, Jurgen to Bruce to, to Greg. Right. Um, it's just brought a lot of change into the program, a lot of change um, for myself growing up, like within that team. It went from being like starstruck, like eyes wide open to, hey, now it's a lot of young guys with a lot to prove. Um, how can you kind of work your way into a leadership role with those guys? And then yeah. now it's like an even younger generation that's coming under the previous one. So it's like, it's going at, at light speed, man, but um, definitely, definitely enjoying the ride and hope, hopefully can use some of this veteran leadership um, during Copa America and all the big, uh, you know, friendlies and events that we have coming up. Dude, how pumped are you for all this stuff being in the United States? I know that's a, almost like a, a layup question and, and probably kind of silly, but like, have you really like wrapped your head around that yet? Like you're, you got a, obviously a great opportunity not nothing set in stone, but a great opportunity to play in a world cup in the U S that, that shit is insane to me. Like that Walks, before you answer that, mind. did you, how old were you for the 94 world cup? And like, do you still remember that? I was one, I was one. I don't remember. So that. No, got yeah. it. Okay. So yeah, for us old guys, we were very clearly, uh, you, you remember that, huh? I remember it. It was seared into my memory. There were a few games in Orlando. My dad was, was taking me to a few games, the citrus bowl at the time. Wow. Um, did you ever play in a few, a few of the games at the old Orlando city state stadium, Citrus Bowl? Yeah, Before, yeah we did. Actually. Yeah. We did. So, yep. so, so I just remember like thinking it was the coolest thing ever that the biggest tournament in the world of sports was in the U S and now yeah. like parlaying that what's up. I was 11. So like, yeah. I, I mean, it was a full on in our consciousness that like soccer had arrived in the U S like it was here. But even then, was, but even then that, that was a, a feeling Dan, but like soccer wasn't even on most people's radar at no, the time no, as American, it, right? As in like, it felt like it arrived on a boat and was dropped on our shores and like, Hey guys, here's soccer. Yeah. It was like, what the right. hell is it? Even though like we played soccer, but it wasn't to that degree. And, and by the way, was, that's why, and that's why that world cup is why the three dinosaurs on here all had jobs in MLS for as long as they did, because that kind of launched MLS, right? Walker probably would have gone over to Europe and, learn German playing in the Bundesliga. But like for you, like when you, when you think about the Copa America and, and potentially being a part of 2026 here on, on us soil. Um, I mean, that's a, that's like a crowning moment in one's life in, in one's career. Uh, obviously you don't want to get too far ahead down the road, but, yeah. um, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit, uh, about like the, before we started recording about the cities where the games are going to be, obviously on the West coast. I'm just wondering like if you can speak on it from like a macro level, like how, how incredible it would be to be a part of that on home soil. And then just for, from more of like a, a technical level group stage, if you've had any conversations with some of the guys in the national team group chats about like the games being in LA and Seattle and, and kind of how that's going to look going into the tournament. Yeah, dude. I, I think it's super exciting one that we get to go to Seattle again. Like I've never gotten to play in Seattle. Right. Um, I don't remember the last time it was what, like 2013 or something. I think um, it was, a, I think it was a, was it a world cup qualifier where I remember was, Josie scored. Stu Holden was playing, wasn't he? I thought it was, well, that was, that was a long time ago. Yeah. I thought I saw them post something. It was like, I think it was 2013. Maybe it was before that, but anyways, being in Seattle will be, will be awesome. Um, yeah. Just the, 
you know, having been there for multiple playoff games, that environment that they have, we saw when they won, you know, CONCACAF Champions League, just the sellout capacity um, is going to be really special there. LA, we know what that brings in terms of, you know, a sports city. Um, it's going to be going to be legendary, you know, looking at LAFC and even Galaxy selling out Rose Bowl 90,000. I mean, this is I know it's boy, not the Rose Bowl, but is your boy Will Farrell, he's, he's probably going to hit you up for uh, uh, for courtside yeah, seats or what? Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure he can find another way to get tickets, but if he does need some, <laughs> he can uh, certainly give me a call. Is that is is the L.A. Seattle L.A. setup your ideal setup or would you want to play somewhere else? Is there anywhere else in the country where you'd like to play? I mean, I think ultimately, hopefully we play in a lot more cities than that, you know, if we get out of the group stage. But, you know, just from having done a lot of these tournaments and, you know, you guys would know with Gold Cup, the travel is is tough. Like when you're going like Mm -hmm. four days between games, five days between games, but you're traveling across the country and it's just a lot of logistics. It's a lot of turnover. And if you're focused on just winning and the performance limiting travel is, is a big part of that. So yeah, I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense that we have to be, you know, somewhat regional. So it was always going to be that way, you know, whether it was the Southeast, Northeast, you know, central or West coast. And, you know, we are obviously on the West coast for, for group stage. So it'll be great. Hopefully we end up, uh, back in uh, MetLife in the final, you know, Dallas or Atlanta, I think, or semis like that, that'd be amazing. So mm-hmm. hopefully we'll get to, to show a lot of fans across the entire country. Uh, they can come catch us live if we can do our part. Man, I, I, I you, uh, you have a lot of games in the build up to that, right? So you, you'll get an, uh, plenty of opportunities, uh, I think, to, to play in front of our fans. Like, the years that you've been available, have you seen, or you're not, not available, but available for selection. Have you seen a big change in fans and fandom and fan engagement within the national team? I, I, this, this question, I I was thinking about this with, uh, was it Lindsay Horan? Is that who made those comments recently Um, about the fans and, and not being knowledgeable? Is that something that you guys think about? Do you talk about that at all? We don't really talk about it too much. Um, I would say that, you know, a lot of oftentimes the atmosphere is great and you're in world cup qualifying and, and you're at home and the fans show up, you look at, you know, them showing up in negative degrees in Minneapolis, you look at them showing up in Cincinnati against Mexico, Columbus, always Orlando against Panama. when We needed to win that last qualifier on our home soil. Like they show up for those games. I think where sometimes it's difficult are some of the, the offhanded friendlies where, you know, you want to have a full stadium and for whatever reason, it's just not, quite packed and so we just you know that for us is we're focused on the game at that point but do we wish it was full yeah absolutely um Mm -hmm. i don't think we'll run into that problem with all the things coming up with you know copa america and and world cup and obviously some big friendlies that we're going to have scheduled so the opponent probably matters to to the american fan um but i do wish that it's the point where it becomes a team that they have to see no matter who they're playing uh and that they can sell it out regardless have you you have a favorite have you, you have a favorite place? Hold on, Gordo, one sec. Do you have a favorite place? Zim, take take Nashville off the board. Do you have a favorite place where you, you would say is your number one? Man, I, I think the most fun I had in the qualifying cycle was actually in Cincy uh, against Mexico. But again, I think I think a lot of it depends on the opponent. And look at those games. Yeah. Anytime you're in a qualifier against Mexico, like whatever city you're in, that stadium is going to be packed and it's going to be hostile. It's going to be loud. So I think that's kind of the marquee game that 
you know, I've gotten to play in. Um, but yeah, anytime the stadium is sold out, I. But I'm, it's all, it's also it's also like determined with how everything goes, the result, the the performance. Like you guys True. absolutely yeah. balled out that game. game. Like yeah. that was that was one of the I think signature wins of of that group in their time. Yep. And look, the journeymen, buddy. Like I, you can't, you probably can't either confirm or deny this, but the journeymen <laughs> are of the opinion that this is probably one of the worst Mexico teams that we've seen in the last 30, 40 years. But that doesn't mean that it's an easy game. That doesn't right. mean that all of a sudden you're just going to step on the field and beat them because you have more talent. And so mm-hmm. you have to do the business on the field and probably why you remember that game so fondly, at least from what I remember, is like it was like men versus boys out there in every facet yeah. of the game, technically, tactically. You guys were just <laughs> bullying them all over the field. Mexico looked like they didn't even want to be there. And so for me, I'm like, okay, Walker's probably saying Cincinnati because he remembers just the feeling of just yeah. total domination in that game. Well, well, to that point too, though, I mean, you look back at, yeah, maybe it's they're not on in the form that they always have been, but you look at what they did to us in the Gold Cup final. We lost 1-0 in Chicago. Then we lost at home 3-0 at MetLife and we got smacked. And so like it had been a build of like, man, like they're, they're getting the better of us. And then for a couple games in a row, like we have just been dominating them. And you're right, like that plays a big part into probably why I remember it so well or think about it so fondly. But um, even just that transition of like when I started with the national team, our games against Mexico versus what we did in Cincinnati, like night and day difference with, right. you know, how we played. Mm-hmm. Mexico. Gord- huh? Gordovsky. No, I was just going to say, I mean, did you did you say that, uh, uh, you know, a certain amount of your games with the national team on our soil are not sold out? Yeah, majority, for sure. What, what would yeah. you say, 50% or more? I, I would say more are not sold out. I, I think that's yeah, so surprising I, to me, dude. I, I would yeah. have thought that. I mean, if you look at, especially if you do any friendly outside of playing against Mexico, Mm-hmm. It's it's not it's hardly ever sold out. I, I mean, there's I don't know too much about how the ticket prices work and everything. I see fans kind of talking about you know U.S. soccer and the price of tickets for certain games. I don't I don't follow all that too closely, but you know we do see when we show up to the game we're like man where like why is it not sold out? Like it's a big game for us. That's a problem. That's yeah. a big problem. Wow, I, I would have never ever thought that. That's surprising to me. That's that's sad for a U.S. soccer fan. You know that we're Which, not hopefully. Out. And hopefully it changes again after all this big stuff. Like I, I'm hoping yeah. that the spotlight and uh, just the exposure that we'll have as a group from 2024 on through, through the World Cup is going to change that. And then they'll be looking to like catch, you know, seeing these guys, Christian and Tyler and Weston, like any chance they get, they have to go to the game because of the star power and the growth of, of these players. I always yeah. talk for the suburban dad community. And I can tell you, I can tell you 100%. You want to play in Frisco. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you 100% that, that people are people are stoked. I mean, I don't know if it's just because they're trying to be cool when they're talking to me. But, you know, like, I think that I think that the nation is ready for it, man. I think this is going to be so legend. I mean, they were ready for it in 94. I mean, I didn't get to talk because I usually don't because these guys but I was 13. And I didn't, I, I didn't, I was 13 when the World Cup came and I didn't even watch a game. But you know, people came out and watched. Um, so I think I think now it's going to be prime, dude. I, I, dude, I'm I'm stoked for you guys. I think that's because you were too busy in your grunge skater era. Like I was, I was a baseball player back then. I didn't know what soccer was, and my career showed it. It's fine. 
<laughs> Walks, I wanna, we're in the developmental yeah. academy Walks, yeah. <laughs> i want to i want to change gears a little bit um i want to take it to to nashville and you know i'm not going to ask you how much you miss me because i already know the answer to that question because rumor and word on the street is that um yeah you decided to to take my old locker at the training facility I sure which, did. Oh, wow. Which I, I'm I honored. Sure did. And I, well, I just want to know. This dickhead's out of here. Was yeah, it a corner exactly. spot? He's been eyeing that for a while. It's a I Taj think... Mahal, dude. This is thing it? is nice. Oh, uh, now. So here's the truth coming out. Yeah, no one's going to get out of this thing, dude. I wanted to know. I wanted to know how much of it was related to you missing me and how much of it was related to prime real estate in the locker room. I would. The the honest answer is probably eighty percent prime real estate, just because <laughs> I've looked at that thing. It is so spacious. You got good company over there. Um, obviously a lot of good memories over there. I can see you now in the towel, just protesting a spin. Sure, uh, sure. It's, it's really you know. So then the twenty percent is the memories that come with you know associating your your beautiful, you know face over there in the corner. Oh, thank you. Well, Wait, walk, walk, did you, did you have the conversations with your, your former uh, locker mates? Like how do they feel so that's, about this? So that was part of it was our equipment manager texted me. He's like, Hey, got two new guys um, coming up from the Academy, which I love those guys. I got to talk to him a lot. And he was like, you know, would you like to go sit next to your son, which is Jack Mayer over in the corner. And I was <laughs> like, man, I, it's nice to move around the locker room. I've been there, you know, I guess yeah. two and a half years at the, at the training facility. And then, uh, two years and then uh it was just time for change of scenery get some right. get some more banter That's with fine. some other guys like, it's, it's like so, a good so dinner you party so you, you know like you don't you... always sit in one seat at the dinner party you, yeah you, you got to move around a little bit you, you got to mingle you got to mingle it's fine That's right. it's fine walker he doesn't want to he doesn't want to mentor the young guys that's what i take out of this um okay so <laughs> so uh the the game the the game that the boys play pre pre-game family we love it we, yeah. we all know yeah. it. we love it um what i do want to know is, is that is my presence missed there a little bit? You know, I was kind of the guy bringing the quality. Yes. I never went, I, I never lost family in my entire time there. There was one time when Hani got very angry because, because he thought that I should have been at the top of the That's leaderboard. And for people, yeah. for people that it's don't know what we're talking about before national games, we play a fun little game that Brian Beckless at Nashville SC legend, Honduran legend. He introduced to us to, to bring us closer together as a team when we were in our expansion year. And it was just all around the center circle, three guys in the middle, kind of like a big rondo. And it, it, it's, it's all fun and games, but it got kind of serious last year with guys not wanting to not, not wanting to go in the middle, a little bit of controversy. I think we sorted it out by the end of the year. So, you know, how, how much do you, you miss me think, in that game? You know, I we sorted out for this year. No uh, rumor has it that things are already happening. Uh, this past week, even I heard from a little <laughs> birdie that, there was some major controversy and some people didn't want to go in for the triangle situation. And like uh, that. the option was given that that player could choose to go in or they could leave. They could get out of family. <laughs> <laughs> so I was out on the field for That's this. A hard I, heard, line. I like it. That's I heard, a hard I heard line. second. And I, I am not here to say who or what or how that's just the circumstances that are presented on this podcast. <laughs> hey, I, I just, I just want to like, you don't have to go into intimate detail, but obviously like you haven't you haven't made any appearances in in the preseason games. How are you yeah. feeling physically? Just you know, are you are you making progress? Yeah, getting back. Obviously, it was a a long year last year, playing through a lot. Um, so did what I had to do in the off season. Um, got some things done, and 
now, now it's just about getting fit again, trying to get sharp, um, working my way back into training. So I've been kind of doing partial training the last week in Florida, um, getting back into full training, hopefully this week and if all goes well, can get some minutes in our, uh, our next preseason game, um, depending on how things go this week. So well, I love to hear that. And I also, yeah. I also, I also just want everyone to know, you know, listen, if you do get back, I want you to reintroduce yourself into family very slowly. Okay. Cause I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to go back to a few years ago when yeah. you came in, you didn't have your proper warm up. We all know what happened. You, you went in the middle for a questionable, for a questionable call. We were start, we started to bang on you guys there in the middle 20, maybe a meg. And you know, you ended yeah. up going in for a very hard tackle on someone. You injured them. You injured yourself. We want to make sure that that doesn't yeah. happen again. Hey. Yeah, if you guys, I mean, I'm sure you can't believe it, but you know who the instigator was in this whole situation. Yeah, uh, no, should not yeah. should not have I'm been involved. Oh, yeah. Shouldn't have been involved. This is probably why we had to start establishing some clear rules and guidelines. <laughs> I was the bigger person. I went in, sure. and they started laughing. And they don't know who you're talking about. They don't know who you're talking I saw, about. I saw red. I saw red, and, and I delivered. I delivered a tackle. Walker, one one thing from from a guy that had you know almost as good of a career as you've always had or already had. I'm telling you, preseason is so overrated. In my first seven years, I should be in the preseason Hall of Fame, and then the season would come and I would suck. Um, and then the back half of my career, I didn't do any preseasons, and I, you know, I was still shitty. But um, but, I, but, I, but I stayed healthy. But I stayed healthy. That's the point. Yeah. More all this stuff. I like that. I like that because this is the first time in a long time I haven't had like a good, you know, run of preseason under my belt. So this it's is encouraging be, stuff. It's gonna be great, dude. And I before we leave Tennessee, wait, is that where you guys are? Tennessee? That is, that is correct. Okay. Yes. Um, I just want to clarify one thing. Your boy, Dax, came on this pod and he was like, Walker Zimmerman says that I should be the number 10. He said that <laughs> last year. He says, Yeah, adamant I about stand, I stand by it. You stand by it, and you weren't busting yeah. balls and trying to pump them up a little bit. Absolutely you, not. Hold on, I think, hold on. Can you talk through that? Because let's let's a, go to the tape. Let's go to the tape. This is where you guys edit it right now. You go back to the game. You see him do the little backheel flick to Anunga hey, on the top uh -huh. of the box. You see we him hit the banger that. off the crossbar. Hey. We did see that. It's when he's in advanced positions on the field. And yes. actually, one of the things I dislike about Dax's game the most is he should take more chances. He should shoot more. He this should. guy gets to the top of the box, and he always looks to pass, pass, pass. Sometimes you just got to go the distance. So I think giving him the freedom as a 10 to unlock the defense, but also unlock himself a little bit. I think wow. it could be pretty powerful. Right. Being yeah. too unselfish has always been my curse. Yeah. I'll say this though, Gordo, I have, I have spoken probably to Dax about, you know, what I have planned for my future. And it's when I realize I can no longer make it 90 minutes, however many years from now that will be. I always dream about the Alan Gordon role. And I'm like, <laughs> you give me, if you, if you sign me, if you sign me past the age of what? 38, we'll say 38. Yeah. And you know that I'm only playing 10 or 15 minutes max a game. If nine, we're tired of losing Zim, nine, I, nine minutes, nine. I will give you my all and <laughs> you are my inspiration. But I wanted, I wanted to be known. I want to sign as a Ford. Yes. And oh, only yeah. in that situation. It was the best role I have ever seen. It looks so fun. You're just, you know, chill and warm up. You just Gordo. sit the whole first 60 minutes and then get warm. Go yeah, Gordo, but here's, you guys like you, and you're like, fuck, dude. 
This is this is bullshit. I'm ti- I'm tired. I am tired. Yeah. Gordo, yeah. Gordo, hold on. This is the difference. This is the main difference between you and between Walker. Okay, you, your coach, he would sub you in and he would tell you go up there, give me something, <laughs> score a goal. Walker, he takes it upon himself. I've seen, yeah. it. Gary, I've seen it. When we're when we're losing or when we're tied and we need a <laughs> result, hey, I'm going up there whether you like it or not. All right. It's practice, dude. He's getting practice it, reps in. And, yeah. and guess who and, and guess that. who and guess who ends up at center back while Walker's gallivanting you. up top. You. I did. All right. <laughs> and I had no issues with it because I loved it. I love being the quarterback back there. But yeah. this is where I think Walker's gonna thrive later in his career. Maybe too. that role, that 10, 15 minutes. You throw look, it, you throw this guy, you throw this guy up top, you just bang a couple long balls up there. Guess what? Something is good bound to happen. Walker, let me help you with your negotiations. You go to the coach or GM, you say, <laughs> I will I will get you nine points this season. Okay. I will get you nine points. That's the difference in a couple seedings or maybe the playoffs, you know, whatever happens. I like that a lot. I've that's never, it. I've never thought about it in terms of points. That's, that's pretty powerful stuff. Gordo, we live in crazy times right now. What are things looking like in the real estate market? Oh, Dax, you know that rates are always going to be the best with Synergy One lending. And those are always going to fluctuate. But one thing that never fluctuates, that's the service you get with Erin from Bikes Realty Group. She is the number one agent I will refer all my clients to. She handles all the obstacles up front, really takes the stress out of any transaction and move that you have. Check out my girl, Aaron Mishu with Fikes Realty Group at majorleague-realestate.com. Walker, I want to, before we, before we leave Tennessee, I want to, I want to tell a quick story. And I don't know if you heard rumblings of this story, but it's, it's a, it's a weird one. Okay. I, I'm, I'm obviously going back and forth on my days off to between Atlanta yeah, oh, and Nashville. I heard this story. Have you heard this story? I heard right. this. I've heard I the rumblings. It. I haven't. This 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 was funny. I, I enjoyed the story. The dinosaurs this haven't heard funny. the story, so so I'll, uh, I'll I'll bless the dinosaurs and our loyal listeners with with a with a very random universe story. Are we going to actually tell the story, or are we just going to set the story <laughs> up? What are we doing? I'm going back and forth between Atlanta and Nashville, and I noticed no, during no our first texts or calls, game, by the way, during this time. That's yeah. Right. Okay. Listen, I'm That's on full time dad duty. What busy, do you want? From busy. Me? Busy. I'm on full time dad duty. What do you want? From kids. Me? Full dedication to the boys. Anyways, I'm like, where are my shin guards? You know how much my shin guards mean to me, all right? These are valuable relics. Gordo remembers the shin guards. Like, I've had them since the Dallas days, all right? Long time. I can't find them. I text Bentley. He's the kit man for Nashville SC. I'm like, hey, man, do you have my shin guards? And he essentially was like, yeah, I have your shin guards. I wasn't sure if you were retiring or not. And you told me I could keep them if you retired. So I, I got them. I'm like, that's messed up, A. B, give me them back right now. On my way back to Atlanta from Nashville, probably about a week ago now, I, I give Bentley a call and he lives five minutes from the training facility. I'm like, hey man, meet me out front of the training facility, okay? And give me my shin guards back. He's like, no problem. 7.30 at night, all right? There's nobody there. We're outside the gate, outside the fence, just two cars, two bros hanging out, exchanging shin guards. If you didn't know any better, you'd probably think something nefarious was going down. Anyways, a car pulls up very slowly and is just kind of sitting there in the roundabout. And I'm like, who is this? Like, what's going on? Me and Bentley were having the conversation literally about 20 seconds before this. He was like, hey, man, how, you know, how's Atlanta preseason? 
we have a guy who you guys, I think, just announced finally, so I'm not breaking any news here, Amar Sadich. He's like, yeah, Amar Sadich, he was on Atlanta last year. He's kind of telling me about like the differences between Gary's preseason and, and Pineda's preseason, this, that, and the other. That car that pulled around, Amar Sadich walks out of the car, is like, Bentley, what's up, dude? I guess his wife just gave birth, and he was in Atlanta, and now he's back in Nashville. And he goes, yeah. He goes, Dax, we, we had never met before. He's like, nice to meet you. I think we're just changing teams and changing numbers. So he's taking number six in Nashville. I'm taking number 13 in Atlanta, which was his number. And we had just so happened to meet randomly outside the training facility where I'm picking up my shin guards from Bentley. I found that, and Bentley was just talking about him 20 seconds prior. I found that very creepy and very weird. And I told people this, and I was like completely mind blown. But I'm very happy. He seems like a nice guy. I feel like he would be a good, good successor for the number six. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I, you know, I didn't get to watch a whole lot of preseason, but I got to watch our game uh, against Birmingham at home. And it was weird seeing someone else out there in the six, but I would say he did you proud. He, he had a really good, good little cameo. I liked his range of passing, willing to play out of any situation, wanting to play forward. So good. a lot of qualities that you brought, I think he, he can still have could, uh, and grow into. Could you into, see him doing the job as a 10 like I could? I don't know if I haven't seen many like back heel flicks or like <laughs> shooting stuff yet, but uh, in terms of the swagger, I think he's got a little swagger about him that, that you always carried with that number six. Uh, that's good to hear, man. I'm, I'm glad it's in good hands. You guys, um, both, both sides, Atlanta and Nashville have signed a couple free agents. We were talking a bit about, um, some of the other moves that MLS just put on best MLS or best free agency signing. Any that stuck out to you? What do you guys, do you, we've, you know, we've talked about, and I wanted to bring up, um, Joseph Martinez signs in Montreal. Gordo, I know we've gone back and forth on Joseph and what, you know, what his, maybe not reputation at this point, but like his potential success. Um, do you think he's going to do well? What do you think? Dude, I'd be lying if I, if I said I knew anything about Montreal. I mean, some, some <laughs> of my kids, I, I don't, you know. And All right, so, so give me what you know about Joseph. Do you well, think that listen, this is a good move for him or no? Well, it's a good move for him to get out of Miami for sure, because he's okay. not going to be there, right? And so if, 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 <laughs> He is on a team that is a high power offense. The guy is going to score goals. It just depends on if they can get him, get him the ball. You know, he was in a perfect situation in Atlanta. He thrived. He proved to be one of the the league's most potent goal scorers of all time. You know, he goes to Miami. I think, I mean, he gets hurt. Right. And I think he could have tore his ACL. Right. And then he could have been that. So it just depends on how their offense is. And so I, I don't know enough to say if he's going to be successful or not. I probably, he won't be as successful as he was in Atlanta. I know that for sure. And the, the difference, let's ask Walker this. Walker, if you can't answer this, if you had to guess, if you had to guess, would you bet that Martinez or Jossie Zardes would score more goals in the MLS from today? forward um that's a really that's good i'm gonna go with uh joseph i think that he yeah i think that he's gonna have a little bit of a resurgence here not not like again not like atlanta but i wouldn't be surprised if you see him kind of in around that you know 12 goal mark is what i would probably peg him at yeah i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna have to disagree Can I, can I, can I, can I disagree? Um, Of course. I picked Jocelyn. Listen, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm my answer. I'm, I have a, I I have a one up on you guys. 
So I'm playing with a stacked deck here. Uh, we just played Montreal yesterday in preseason. So Joseph didn't play, but uh, he was there, there and about the, the field, catching up with some, some old Atlanta folks. Um, mm-hmm. And let me just say, Montreal is going to be dangerous this year. We won the game 2-1, but you know how it is in preseason, right? A lot of rotation. But they, they first of all, do you guys know anything about their, their new head coach? He mm-hmm. came from Lauren Courtois. He came from Columbus Crew. Columbus. He's an ex-Galaxy player. They are a carbon copy of Columbus and, mm-hmm. and what they're trying to accomplish in Columbus. And they have, they have some good players, man. They, they signed a couple of attacking players, Joseph included, but so let's far, not forget, I'm only hearing things that are supporting yeah, what I'm saying. I'm waiting for the flip side. I'm waiting for what you're going to say about Austin coming into this year after last year and, and what that's going to look you, like. You, you know me, Walker. You know I take time to build things up. I'm yeah. a man of a lot of words. Okay. Okay? Yeah, we'll sit and wait longer. They brought in, I, I'm, I'm almost certain they brought in a DP number nine. I don't know his name. So I, I, would have, I would have to look it up. He's oh, either a camp for Montreal. He's either a DP or a TAM level number nine. And they also have Mason Toy, who, if this guy can stay healthy, is an absolute horse. This guy's a handful. Dude, Mason a handful. Toy, you're t- hold on. You're taking a healthy Mason Toy over a healthy Joseph Martinez? Well, I don't know if Joseph Martinez is going to be healthy. Well, we don't know if Mason Toy is going to be healthy. So you're, you're saying he's going to be... Uh, you're, you I'm think saying... I'm, gonna I'm be saying... You think he's going to be a that I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that Joseph is a super sub and he'll start a couple games here and there. I think Giassi is going to get a lot of minutes for Austin. And while yes, Walker, I agree with you. Austin wasn't great last year. They, I don't think they have a lot of competition. I mean, I think they just signed Diego Rubio, but Giassi doesn't have a a whole lot of competition up there. Right. And so I think Giassi is the right answer. I think if Joseph can get healthy, they are obviously Joseph will score goals, but I, I don't think he's going to be on the field as much as you guys are probably thinking he's going to be on the field. But this team, Montreal, they're, they're going to do some interesting things. They play very much like Columbus. They play very aggressive. And part of the reason why I say I don't know how much Joseph's going to be on the field is because they, so, were, high so pre- they were high pressing the life out of them. If they're both and, healthy and play the whole year as starters, are you saying – because this is this is give me give me are you saying toy or Giassi? No, I'm saying Giassi and Joseph. I'm saying and I love Giassi. Giassi to death. Okay, I'm I'm saying Giassi scoring more goals. I, I mean, I don't hate it. I think it'll, I think it'll be close. Uh, Giassi's proven he can be lethal yeah. anywhere he goes. So I just want to see I just want to see Joseph healthy and get a, a good yeah. run of games because if that happens, of course he's a deadly finisher. I just I just don't know if if that's going to happen, especially with the competition that they have up there in Montreal. Yeah. Meh. Meh. You, Meh. you don't you do, you disagree you taking joseph you, you, <laughs> I don't know. you atlanta I don't, united home i didn't hear that as a compelling argument to why joseph wouldn't wouldn't be on the field scoring goals. i do i think but it was a good have, argument thank you gordo that, that they have other options up top like significant <laughs> options as well yeah it's a good argument i picked jossie as well just because of longevity There's a lack of competition and, and being on the field yeah yeah, yeah but they're Austin's all hypothetical obviously yeah, all right. I don't know. G- Let's uh, not forget, Dan, Giassi is also playing with one of the best number 10s in the league. So let's just yeah, leave it Yeah, that, that is true. I really like him. Hey, did the um, – Does Montreal stop here? Did their six or their eight – what is it, what was his name? Danny – no, not Danny. Um, Austin Six. He's, he was my, my favorite my, – yes. Pereira. Did he go anywhere? Is he still there? 
No, he's still there. Dude, I love that kid. So good. He's so good. He's going to go somewhere soon. Is he still with, was he with, he's Colombian international, right? Or no, I don't Venezuela. Think so. No, he's Venezuela. I'm not sure. I think he's done as well. Um, any other free agency signings that you took note of? Yeah, Tyler freaking Boyd. Yeah. Pretty year first. He's been looking real good for us. Really, okay. He's not a free good. agent signing. I like him. Well, sorry. New acquisition. New acquisition. That's I was fair. sad that yeah. the Galaxy let him go. I thought All he right, was well, in the right spots don't, for him. Don't give us any don't give us any trade secrets here, but um how uh how do you see Boyd fitting in with Hani in the front line? Do you see him as a winger? Do you see him as a 10? Do you see him as right, Dude, left, anywhere in the, along the front line? That's, that's what's been the most impressive is he's played all three, three spots in preseason. Uh, he's played as a 10 or is on either side. And it's because, you know, now we have the injury to Randall, unfortunately got hurt again while in right. Costa Rica. So that changes things. Um, but yeah, he can, he can play anywhere and he's just very dynamic with the ball. He can, get it turned, dribble past guys, but he's unselfish. So he's making that final pass. He's had a lot of assists, had a goal in preseason. Um, he just, any, any bright attack that we are creating in these preseason games, he's been a major part of those, those movements. So it's, Hon- it's encouraging. Where does Hani go when he goes to the 10? Or is it just when he's out? I think it's more so when he's out. I think Hani will still be, you know, with Sam in the middle of the field for the most part. And you'll have Tyler and, uh, by Schaffelberg on the other side, um, as long as Randall's out. So I think it gives us a, a problem once once Randall comes back. Not a problem, a good problem to have um, when Randall gets back healthy. That you know, it's gonna be tough to to figure out how to get our best guys on the field. Well, that's good, dude. It seems like there's there's a lot of attacking depth that you guys have now, dude. Walks, you've been great. Um, let me. We'll, we'll get you out of here on one or two more. One for me, and obviously, I don't want you to go into any intimate detail because we'll save that for the season. I, I know Gary, you know, I, I think one of his, his press conferences that he had recently, he spoke about, you know, making some subtle changes into maybe uh, maybe a tactical shift, may, maybe, you know, a formation change. I'm not really sure what he was referencing. And obviously, I don't want you to confirm or deny any of these. I just want to ask you, I mean, obviously, you haven't really played a ton in preseason, but in terms of your team meetings, in terms of maybe what you've seen in training, can Nashville fans expect to see a, a, a little bit of a shift in whatever that may be, whatever Gary was talking about? Have you noticed that? Have you seen that? Yeah, I think I think the main goal for us this year is to to have more pressures higher up the field. Um, he put up a nice you know chart graph for us uh, one of our preseason meetings, talking about kind of the first half of the season. Our, our pressures in the opponent's half regains the opponent's half versus the last half, like our average starting position. And we were just a lot deeper second half of the season. Uh, right. weren't pressing as much. That's for a lot of different factors, but I think that's been the thing that we're focusing on more is, uh, to be a little bit more attacking minded. It's going to be moving higher up the field and, and creating moments where we're pressing uh, a little bit more than we have been in the past. Yeah. That's something that stuck out to me for sure. And just speaking on, from experience with the group second half of the season, I mean, it felt like, felt like we definitely hit a little bit of a wall, maybe ran out of gas a little bit after Leagues Cup. And I think that showed in how high or how deep we were on the field. I mean, that's just that's yep. just a fact. And so that'll be interesting to see, man. And then I got I got one more for you. And it's a quick hitter. It's an easy one. Uh, and you're not allowed to say Jack Mayer. Um, but from what you've seen, you're, uh, you could be argued you're one of the best center backs in MLS history. I want a young center back 
that you really like in MLS and you're not allowed to say anyone on Nashville. Cause I know you like, yeah. Lucas, I know you like Jack, but someone who yeah, you yeah. think has a very high ceiling, very high potential national team potential, someone who could follow in your distinguished footsteps. Yeah, man, I, I've been enjoy. I obviously watch a lot of Seattle games just cause I like Jordan and Christian. They're my boys. Uh, so I've gotten to see a lot of Jackson Reagan play. And I think just the way that they play highlights his qualities. I think he's an underrated passer and, does a lot of good stuff, passing balls between the lines, and is very confident in that. You know, even when he has a mistake, he'll get the ball and he'll try it right away again. And so I love to see that. You know, even am- amongst mistakes, he just no problem. Like this is this is the right play. I'm gonna I'm gonna make the play. I'm not worried about if I turn it over again or if I made a mistake. You know, he just seems to have a good head on his shoulders, decent in the air. He can score on some set pieces. So that's that's a guy that I think has benefited from that system. And uh, hopefully he can take another leap. And, you know, Yamar gets a lot of the, the accolades over in Seattle. And I know you love him and I love and Yamar, he brings dude. the team. So <laughs> I, I think I think it's one of those things where he could have a really big year and, and maybe start to be seen as not equals over there, but just a, a really big part of what, you know, their defensive success has looked like over the past. No, I like that take. I like him a lot too, man. So, dude, we really appreciate it. The journeyman always appreciate the time of, of, of good American guys. You're not, you're not quite, are we, Garth no. and Gordo were agreed. Yeah, He's honorary. not a journeyman at this honorary, point. Honorary, but no, nah, you're like, a, no. you got like an honorary degree from Southeastern New Hampshire University <laughs> or whatever. That's that right. I sure do. I sure do. <laughs> studying, studying now though. Studying now well, for hey, CFP. Dude, so you were, you were an early adopter, um, or at least, uh, open with your appreciation affection for, for Taylor Swift with, uh, with the Super Bowl this weekend, are you feeling like this is validation for you? Like, are you are you validated by the coverage that that T Swift and and Travis Kelsey are getting right now, or Dude, you were you way ahead of the curve? Uh, man, it's pretty wild. I, I thought for sure when it came out, I was like, nah, this is this is not real. This is definitely a, a publicity thing. Um, and then like I was kind of enjoying. It. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like she finally is with an athlete. Like she knows what's up. You know, she's like seems happy because maybe she's dating some normal guys every once in a while. Um. And then the, I'm a I'm a Ravens fan, so when the Chiefs beat the Ravens, now I'm kind of like I was kind of for the Chiefs for a little bit, like oh, like it's good to see Taylor and like uh-huh. you know it's just a cool story. And now I'm I'm all Niners for the game just because it was heartbreaking as a Ravens fan to to let that one slip away. You oh, want to see her sad for the game? So you're saying I, you want to see, see her sad? sad. Well, it, it, it'll sad. make for a better album next next up, right? <laughs> That's I mean, yeah, we got one coming April 19th. I'm pretty excited about. <laughs> <laughs> you are a Swifty. That's awesome. Gordo, who do you got? You got Chiefs or Niners? Um, I don't care. I, I like that. I like both stories. I like the I people French onion greatness, <laughs> and I like Purdy and McCaffrey. And look at this guy. The fence straddler strikes again. Yeah, it's crazy. He's back. I mean, um, listen, give me, listen, give me the I, Niners. You're taking the yeah, Niners. I think Niners. I think Niners are a better team. But you cannot. It's hard to bet against Mahomes. It's tough it's to that, bet against that Mahomes. That I'm, sounds like I'm a taking... to me, boys. I'm taking Chiefs. I'm taking Chiefs. Just me? Okay. I'm taking the Niners. I'm taking the Niners. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm justifying why people could choose the Chiefs. I got you. Yeah. I'll go Niners. Hey, listen, too. on behalf of uh, the Major League Journeyman, Gordo, Dax, myself, um, Walker, I always uh, appreciate it. Thanks for jumping on, man. Journeyman, we will see you guys out there next time. Adios. Adios.